Stress Podcast. My name is 4K. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Me in the building. Back again this week. Um, we have A Boogie here. We have Frankie here. We have AD here. And we have a special guest in the building. Yeah. Good friend of the show. Miss Shanae from Ivy's Tico. If you're a bozo and haven't been listening to the show. We should have like a cowbell for like celebratory reasons. Like <laughs> Maybe we could add like an applause effect or something. Yeah, something. Like that. I'm shaking my hand, but I need like. Right, there you go. Introduce yourself, Nate. What's going on, Clover? Welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm really happy. I, as you, I mean, Nate got to witness some of this dysfunction. The organic dynamic if you of the Quarter Chefs podcast. You're being a really negative Nancy tonight. I mean, what's going on? Hmm? You're the one with the threats, though. And you're still talking to me for what reason? <laughs> well, you're just in the way. I was talking to 4K. I was talking to 4K, but you just happened to be in Great. the way. No, you were talking to me. You see, as, mm. as y'all can Ooh, see. Oh, Jesus. This is I'm just working off the chemistry. It's not chemistry. <laughs> call it at this point, but we're here. It's called square up in the street. Yeah, hey, he's back with her violence. I'm not violent. I'm not violent. I'm violent. Not violent. It could be all kinds of things in the street. Can right. I, can I finish introducing ahead, the show? Yeah. Is that ahead. cool with everybody? See thing. Yeah. All right. Cool. So <laughs> we have. Maybe if you had to say anything. If we we have Shanae here. Do you want to be called Nay? Shanae? What do you want to be called? Oh, Shanae's fine. Shanae's fine. fine. We Whatever have you want to call. Her. It's fine. She's so lovely. <laughs> we got Nay here. She's family. Yeah. So we have Nay here from Ivy's T. Cole. Um. As I was saying before, the bickering started. Uh, Nay's been a big supporter of the show since the banter, since the beginning. Um, not the beginning, I'm lying. Basically the beginning. Basically. But she's been a big supporter of the show. I've um, been shouting how every episode because you know a nigga likes tea. A nigga loves tea. I'm drinking tea. And they basically created tea. So we're here. <laughs> Thank you. But, but, you know, before we get into that, church announcements, follow the show on everything. Um, I guess Facebook, Instagram, uh, follow us on, um, what the fuck are we on? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Apple. Music Apple. Or whatever. Google Play, iTunes. Stitcher. Don't, don't, again, mm-hmm. again, shout out to Spotify because they're eventually yeah. going to supply listen, the demand or de- whatever. Spotify, I get all right. No, listen, we're not I, doing I, that. I, we're I, not doing that. I, I'm not going to do that. Hold on, listen. I figured out what I need to do to put the show on Spotify. So it's your fault. Hmm. No, I had to do a little more research because they've been curving me for months now. Hmm. But I yeah, found a roundabout. Not your business. <laughs> uh, I found a round. I found a roundabout. So. If this works, then I won't have to slander Spotify anymore for stopping the growth. But, you know, follow us in the, on everywhere else. Follow a at... Um, you don't have to do that. At Peacock Under Pressure. Follow Frankie at Frankie Metals. Hashtag where's Frankie. Hashtag where's Frankie. Um, oh, yeah. See, Nay, you, you, I know you know Frankie somewhat. 
But Frankie has the infamous ability to ignore social media at all costs. Mm. He doesn't do Instagram, he, he has Twitter, he uses none of them. We have to force Frankie to do anything. Well, living, off, living off the grid is actually no, holistic. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's about balance. Don't and he has none when it comes no, to No, he him. doesn't. And we need Frankie to help promote the show because. Well, he needs oh, to promote, promote himself because Frankie too. should promote While I can't that. stand him, he is wildly talented. Exactly. Kind of so Frankie's wildly talented, so. and we have to force him to promote anything no. online. No. So, what wow. we do to encourage him is we use the hashtag Where's Frankie? Okay, I will start using that. There we that go. Hashtag. We yeah. have another member of the Where's well, Frankie hashtag. We need like a like a illustration. We're gonna get shirts and all that shit. Yo, made. I'm, I like a like. It's a probably the only way I'm gonna see that. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get me wrong. You know what I'm gonna do? Boom. Yeah, you were on this week though. I saw you. Boom. I listen. I saw you. What? I have received. When? I have a new brainstorm and idea that just that just popped into my mind. Yeah. We're gonna take a picture. Of, we're gonna use a picture of Frankie playing the piano. We're going to use his silhouette of him playing the piano like with the hashtag, character. Where's Frankie? It's got to be like an unlocked character. Like he's got to right. be blacked out. Yeah, it's yep. going to be like a special character. And that's going to be a new merchandise coming soon before the stress. That's going to be my logo when you look back. <laughs> that's going to be his logo. <laughs> but You're going to create it for me. No, word. But um, yeah, so follow the team. Uh, follow A Celestial Goddess for all your um, holistic healing. Crystals, moon rocks, and all of that good shit. Well, you know. Is that an oxymoron? Or well, like good shit? Like, I'm talking about being. Good shit is a term of endearment, beloved. Mm. What are you talking about? Okay. Just drink your tea. <laughs> always, always. Speaking of tea, Nate, how you doing, beloved? Um, I'm alright. A little tired, but I'm okay. We're all a little tired, you yeah. know, but we in here making. I appreciate you. Coming out all of this way. I'm an old lady. This is way past my bedtime. It's, it's past everybody's bedtime. <laughs> we just out here though. You know, we usually record this this these evenings. <laughs> Craves for a better dynamic when we're doing our banter as a put as a boogie eloquently put it. But I appreciate you coming out, beloved. Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be here. Now, um I met Nay on the Twitters. You know, Twitter is a horrible place, but sometimes <laughs> you meet very, very dope people who are in line with your interests, and this is why I met Nay. As y'all know or don't know, I am a nigga who loves tea. You tea could have just left it. Never mind. Please proceed. I'm so sorry. Hey, buddy, I think you need some tea. Mm. Maybe some chamomile or some. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna set myself up like that. You got some, some good uh, tea. I'm Gucci. Cava tea I'm gonna for order the some tea from from Ivy's Tea Co. That's what I'm gonna do. Take it, that's it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to do. Bringing it full circle. I do circle. like tea because I'm plugging this. Yeah, word. that's my plug. <laughs> okay, don't do that, Nay. I'm in neighborhood hug either. But as I was saying, I met Nay on Twitter, and um, we uh, build a rapport. And I completely support what she's doing with her company because it's just some um, some super duper dope shit. I think I think seeing your company was the first time I've seen a black owned tea company. I mean, oh, I see wow. yeah, I see a lot of different you know black owned companies, whether it's like you know fashion lines or makeup or things like that. Mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. yours was the first um, tea company that I actually saw, and I. I had to, you know, immediately follow you and be your friend because that's some fire shit. I appreciate it. It's um, 
I know a lot of people feel like black-owned businesses offer a lot of what we already have. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel like we don't need another t-shirt company. We don't need another jewelry line. We don't need another hair braider. Um, but I feel like a lot of the practical things that we do need, a lot of people don't know how to find them from mm-hmm. black-owned businesses, but they do exist. Mm-hmm. And being that I am a black-owned business, I do try to support others and just do my due diligence to find them. And I felt like I should bring something to the market that spoke right. to a lot of the needs of black and brown people right. and would also represent them. So that's that's what it all is. That's the main reason why I started it, actually. Now, when did you start this company? Because from from the, from my involvement, from mine, when I first started paying attention to what you were doing, it looked like you was up and rolling already. I don't know whether... <coughs> I don't know how the timeline was for that. Um, well, I launched the business in November, November twenty second, two thousand sixteen. Okay, that's a great day. <laughs> uh, why? Aquarius shit. First of all, that's Aquarius. not Aquarius. Is that not Aquarius? No, it's not. Aquarius. It's another reason. Um, I don't know the like, horoscope shit. Sometimes. I see. <laughs> I you gotta talk to celestial guys. <laughs> yeah, I just be guessing shit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I had completed something called the Black Upstart, which was an accelerator boot camp for aspiring black entrepreneurs. Okay. And I did that back in January of 2016. And like it was 11 months of me just wrestling because I didn't want to have an online business at all. I wanted to jump out the gate with my own like... Brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. I wanted to be like Starbucks, but like with a late 90s Diddy video feel. Like I wanted you to come in and get tea and it felt like it was the club. Right. Minus... The poles and, and the, the women. Flashy suits and all that shit. <laughs> right, stuff like that. Um, but I realized that if, if I didn't do something, if I didn't at least start online, I was going to just be having a perfect idea. I wasn't going to do anything. So I chose a launch date and then told everybody about it and just did it. And this is 2016. Yeah. So you're coming up on your two year. Up on two years. See, here we go. We just celebrate the <laughs> one year. There we go. We're not yeah, too far yeah, behind. No, no, not far behind at all. That's good though. That's good. What made you do tea though? Like, like you said, there was a um, there's an influx of t-shirt lines and hair products and things like that. But why tea? Well, um, I'm a firstborn American. To Jamaican and British parents. Well, I'll go on. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I know. Don't I ever do that again. I'll, I'll try. What's your problem? I try. <laughs> Yo, shout out to all my Jamaicans, man. Y'all already know I love you. One time. Big up, big up. He's so silly. You gonna rock on out? Like, I mean, no. Listen, my hair was blessed by a roster, but that's besides the point. Go ahead. <laughs> that's besides the point. Let's go. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. I got off on a tangent. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was younger, you know, like uh, once I got to school, like I realized like kids had juice. Right. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have juice at home. <clears throat> we had water and we had tea. Like that's just how ingrained it was in right. what we did. Um, and so it's just something that I drank all the time. And once I got more into herbal teas, I realized, you know, this is something I can make on my own. And then I decided to make a business out of it. That's literally just how it went. It was just that simple trajectory. I do this already. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really good at it. Let me see if other people will agree. So it just came naturally for something you already love. Right. Yeah. I encourage mm-hmm. people to do that if you're thinking about starting a business. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel and go out and learn a whole new skill set. If you're good at something, just do that. That's yeah. a word. That's profitable. That's a word. 
Nah, nah. Absolutely not. That's a word. That's a quotable. But, um... Hmm. That's funny that you say that because there is... I see I see the complete opposite of that often. Like, a lot of people, when mm-hmm. they want to dive into the entrepreneurial world, they start looking for things that they can sell, that mm-hmm, they can... Mm-hmm transform into some type of monetization and things like that but mm-hmm. you're preaching the complete opposite I, I've well if you are a good salesperson you can sell anything right um, sometimes that's innate and sometimes you can be taught to be a good salesman mm-hmm. um, but if you you don't have sales background it's really going to be difficult to try to find sales background and sell something that you really don't know that much about just for the sake of getting money so you're saying niggas out here not being themselves because that's what I'm hearing. Um, that's not necessarily what she's saying. Like maybe some niggas not being themselves. Right. I don't say all niggas. <laughs> you this is like an SAT question. If some niggas ain't being themselves, <laughs> it's all niggas not being themselves. It's, it's probably D all of the above. But <laughs> it's whatever. a little bit of both. But that's yeah. dope though. Now, for those, for if you're not following Ivy's T Cole again, you're a fucking bozo because I shot them out, shot her out every single week. <laughs> and if you are a fan of IG stories like I am, and you watch uh, Ivy Tico's IG, you see name making teas like by hand. Mm-hmm. Now, as a nigga who um, drinks tea, you show me a lot of shit that I've never seen before as far <laughs> as like just brewing tea by hand okay. and infusing. So maybe you're a bozo. I was looking for something to touch. <laughs> Seriously, at this point. Yeah, right? She's, I'm hot. She's turned all the way up to that. Oh, my goodness. Do you have tea in that box the, for her? Um, I got tea and honey for tea the crew. Go. You got chill pills? Um, I don't make those. Do you have mind your business? Because clearly some people don't know how to do that. It's, oh, it's probably good That wasn't funny because you has, that ain't a thing. But the pills and the tea is a thing. <laughs> you got chill pills. Chill pills exist but okay well I bet you she got if she got tea she might have a pill (laughs) what's a mind your business a sandwich it's the divine feminine energy in the room that's what it is probably more than like she's usually drowned out by all this masculinity I'm not no I'm never drowned out certainly not by these two oh no (laughs) in any way god bless (laughs) anyway and she drinks Starbucks by the way I totally drink Starbucks and we're gonna get we're gonna get into that because um I try, it's to not stop, a buy, it's I try to stop everybody from drinking coffee because it's going to kill Don't you own, first of all, coffee is not necessarily a bad thing either. No, it's all about all. how you brew your coffee. I wish you would go and learn more about coffee before you try to be judgmental. Because <laughs> it's not a good shade on you. G-double-O-D on coffee. Mm-mm. I don't care. Mm-mm. Anyway, nay. Yes. Now, we... <laughs> That's why your battery was broken. It's, your it's energy good. is not right. It's good now. I got a new now. battery. I'm good. I, you know what? Battery's charged. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. Now, I'll, um, with the creations of your tea, right? Because mm, you know, I'm so I, sorry for us. <laughs> we you don't apologize for me. I, I, I watched the. Um, I'm gonna apologize for the. Can room. I can I get to my question? I'm apologizing to Please. the guest. Can I apologize to the guest before you proceed? You don't Is have okay? to apologize. I'm fine. Sick. I've been on worse podcast than this. So we. I mean, no. Thank you. See, thank you guys. For what <laughs> don't worry about it. I won't be here next week. The way y'all are treating me tonight. <laughs> Nobody's shitting you. No way. I mean, like people have fought, walked out, and everything like all before. This no, is cool. This is love. This is just yeah. I can tell. I can feel it. I don't know. 
<laughs> Remember that the next time, bruh. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. <laughs> <what you> do. <laughs> do care. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna put you on read just so you can see that I read your oh, message and didn't respond. That's foul. Don't ghost me. That's not right. You have a question for the young lady? I was drinking my tea. I took me off on a whole nother direction. I'm, I completely forgot what I was asking you. God damn it, y'all. All right. Anyway, like I was saying, the when you create your teas, right, is mm-hmm. this something that you were also self-taught? Because it seems like it's a lot of, um, I don't know if chemistry is the right word mm-hmm. for it, but there's, it's a lot of infusing and yeah. measurements and all types. I don't There's certainly a science to making a good tea blend mm-hmm. um, especially if you're trying to make it for a certain reason like I've had women say oh I'm just producing a lot of yeast I need a tea to help me with something like that mm. it does happen I believe <laughs> you I believe you um, so if I'm if I'm looking for a tea to help somebody with something like that there's certainly a science um, but when it's come to just blending things for the sake of flavor um, there is somewhat of a science to that but it can also take a bit more tweaking if you just like throwing different herbs mm-hmm. in a pot in different teas and just making something. So a lot of your creations like trial and error or you are you do you have like a um, a, a standard. Yeah, standard. Um I prefer trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um when I came into the world of herbalism it was like tabula rasa kind of, you know, I didn't know anything. I didn't have anybody. I didn't have a grandmother who was an I, herbalist. I'm, I'm sorry, did you say that word again? <laughs> I thought I understood where they went. Um, tabula rasa is um, is a literary term meaning blank slate. Hmm. So I pretty much had a blank slate when I came to the world of herbalism because so, I didn't have anyone who had taught me anything. That's a fire word, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's too. I would, <laughs> what's, the, what's the derivative from uh, Latin? Yes. All right. It sounds Latin. Mm-hmm. Tabla, like table. Rasa means like clean. Hmm. Like, there we go. <laughs> I learned something, y'all. Shout out to me. Oh, see, you gotta do now. You gotta do like we a, both learned a, something. A word I know what the hell that meant. You gotta do that every podcast now. Oh, absolutely not doing etymology with them. Absolutely not. Let me, let me tell you something about a boogie. A boogie is also known as the walking snap effect, and she's also wow. known as the walking dictionary. Her vocabulary That's very good. is extensive, and she teaches us something new every day. Oh, she oh, insults so you us. You need friends new. like that. See, she insults us with a word we don't understand. At least. It's about balance. At least every 45 They wouldn't pay attention if you weren't. I just stop talking often. It's important. Yeah. Please push it. But we love A-Boogie here. I love you back. Now, before you said the word I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Two words. So when I was a blank slate, that means I came to the world of herbalism not having any influence from anybody else. Right. So I get to kind of take a lot of risks that maybe other people wouldn't take because they know, hey, you shouldn't mix this with that. Um, but being a first time, a first generation herbalist, I didn't have those rules, so I was just doing whatever. And so um, that allows me to be a bit more creative. So in some ways, it is trial and error. It means there's a lot of waste sometimes. Um, but through practice and just learning, I now know kind of what balance of tea or what balance of herbs I can use to get a certain flavor. Now I know, like commonly, like uh, there are quite a few cultures that use tea, like as a obviously medicinal mm-hmm. purposes. And I know uh, there are also a lot of cultures who drink tea with their meals for digestive mm-hmm. purposes. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, how important do you think tea is on a regular daily basis? Oh, I think it's something that we should drink every single day, especially if you're I taking herbal teas. I do that. Um, and what kind of teas, especially for like regularity? Mm. Like I said, digestive. 
honestly mental mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what kind of tea like blends would you suggest um well of course it does depend on the person right mm-hmm. a lot of times we talk about energy as like something that people give off we don't understand that like other entities have energy as well like plants sometimes plant energies will not align with person with our individual energies mm-hmm. that can cause your body to go um into imbalance you go out of whack um, but in general, there are some relatively like safe herbs that do work for everyone. Kind of like when people say, oh, take chamomile and lavender if you're like sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know, but some people will tell you chamomile does not work for me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't um, work for me at all. Right. So, you know, and, that, and that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means that its energies just don't align with yours. Um, but when it comes to herbs for like digestion, we have herbs that are called, called carminative herbs. Those are things that are warming. So we're talking about cinnamon, we're talking mm-hmm. about peppermint, we're talking about ginger, mm-hmm. fennel seeds, things you already kind of know, right? Teas that, well, we talk about sedative or nervine relaxant herbs. There's chamomile, there's lavender, but then there's also catnip and like valerian root that are known to have a soothing and calming effect on the Wait, body. Wait, actual catnip? Or catnip is a flower. Oh, see, I don't know, I don't know these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a real thing. <laughs> uh, cat, so catnip is a flower that you can use the like. Is it an extract from the flower? Um, if you want, you can use the whole flower. You don't necessarily have to use an extract. You can simply dry the flower in it. Or I guess you. I suppose you could make um, tea from flesh from fresh flowers too, if you wanted. All right. So what? Because this is now. This is completely blowing my mind. Because now. What gave you this the the motivation? Of like I'm gonna take this flower. And I'm gonna make a tea out of it. It's almost like the same thing with uh, when people get high off of toads, and they're like, "Oh, who would have found out that if you lick this toad, that you'd hallucinate?" Right, and it's just you like, know what I mean. Like or the person that discovered that mushrooms were something you well, could she eat. She can answer the question. Who's that? Oh, oh, <laughs> so the question is. This is why I shut up. By the way. <laughs> oh, now you shut, shut up. up. I got it. So the question is how. How did we come to know that we can use or no, plants? Not, not we, like you, because for you to you already have that background, mm-hmm. but for what you do, because you're so involved in the brewing process, like was that something someone told you? Like use this flower specifically, oh, okay. or um, I, d- I did. I took an herbal apprenticeship. Oh, okay. Um, I found um an herbalist okay. who would teach me what she knew about herbs. And I spent 11 months with her mm. learning how to do that. That's like, you was like really in the field. Yeah, like. I literally, and I would be... It's like a um, Shaolin monk. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was usually, um, like, the only black person there, which really sucked. Mm. Um, I was usually, like, the youngest person. You know, herbalism is kind of elitist in some ways. Mm. Because a lot of people who know about herbalism actually charge you. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, right? Because if you've taken the time to study something and learn it, I should sell it to you the same way you would buy right, anything right. else that you want. Agreed. But it's at like the same time, a lot of t- it's sold at a price that's really high. Um, so you either have to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. or you spend a lot of time learning about herbalism. So and it's a like lot a of political. Just, yeah, a lot of people don't have yeah. money or time. And so in that way, it becomes something that only specific people can do. At the time that I was able to dedicate to being an herbalist, I was pretty much fucked up. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had gone to college to become a lawyer. That didn't happen. And I decided I wasn't going to study law, that I would get a bachelor's in English literature. And I had done that. And then it was like, well, you know, you can't really do 
any fucking thing with this. Honey. So what honey. else am I going to do? Oh, I'll go back to college. And so then I decided to get a master's in multi-ethnic literature. And I realized I really don't like people's children. So I can't become a <laughs> PhD. I'm going to teach and then do yeah. what? So I was kind of like in limbo, not really knowing what I wanted to do. And I actually mm-hmm. had the money to pay for an herbal apprenticeship in the time because I didn't have a job that was really mm-hmm. stressful and I wasn't in a career. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was blessed to be able to use that time in a positive way. A lot of people just, we don't have the time. You don't have the time or the money to learn something like that, unfortunately. See, that's that, my fault. That, that was surprising to me that you said um, herbalism is so elitist because I would think that we as black and brown people who are like our community doesn't really like medicine for mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. so that I would that would lead me to assume that we would na- be naturally more inclined to look for more natural remedies mm. like we would be like the first in the herbalism field mm-hmm. but you're saying that's not the case well I mean you can look at things like um, Dr. Sebi's remedies mm-hmm. rest in peace rest in peace it's expensive mm. I mean it's really expensive to decide I'm gonna go on a Sebian diet. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to do this tomorrow. You have to read and research. There's a million of things you can't even take. Right. There's a lot of things you've been growing up eating that you no longer can eat if you follow that diet. Mm-hmm. You have to take the time to learn about alkaline and acidity. Then you have to actually, if you, if you do get sick, they sell you all these cures and all these remedies at a very high price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just from a black doctor. Right. So when we're talking about doing all of that, you're showing people a high price point already. It's more than Advil. It's more than ibuprofen. It's more than not doing anything. If you're already strapped for cash, maybe limited education, limited time to really do the research, you're not going to be bothered with that. And then there's another set of black people who are were kind of removed from that aspect of life. So you don't trust it. If I'm telling you, you know, elderberries are really good for cold and flu, they can boost your immune system. You might not try it. And it's also still a whole lot easier to go and get NyQuil than it is to get elderberries. And so it's just it's just a disconnect. Um, is that, do you think that's from, well, it sounds like that just comes from convenience. It's like you said, because mm-hmm, it's such mm-hmm. a, at a high price point that we just kind of settle for whatever's around because it's out of our reach, right. so to speak. And also, medicines that you can get over the, over the counter are very much so different. Herbs aren't drugs. Mm-hmm. Even though people use them like drugs. And they're not tested and tried like drugs. You know, you know, Bayer Aspen says we've been kicking since your great, great, great grandmother was alive. Take one a day, you won't have a heart attack. That's a fact. They've got years and years and years of proof of that. Right. Scientists just don't study herbs that way. Um, so the, the research is imbalanced. Um, there's no certification to become an herbalist. A lot of it's kind of unregulated. And so some people, if you don't already at least have some inclination to it, or you aren't so completely fed up with pharmaceuticals right. that you're willing to try it, I understand the apprehension about getting involved with herbs and herbalists. So it's just about people like me bridging the gap. Right. It's just that there aren't that many of me. Well, I think I think for I think for <laughs> you. Oh, God bless you. Do your word. Well, thank you. Seriously. I, I, I think you're in the in the. Uh, beautifully privileged position to have the time to you know study mm-hmm. because there's a lot of um entrepreneurs who get into all right I'm, i'll just say this there's a lot of you holistic healers out here that ain't really with the shits like y'all kind of know half Jesus. of what y'all talk about and y'all here selling people 
rocks from the park instead of real shit. So I appreciate you taking the time to really study and research and know what you're talking about because it's a lot of finesses out here, man. That wasn't 100% by choice. That was me being the control-driven person that I told you about. Right. And about me wanting to offer something that my competitors could not. So that's mainly why I started the apprenticeship. I decided I wanted to sell tea and I knew that I was good at blending flavors mm-hmm. and a general idea of what herbs could do. But I knew that if I wanted to be better than my competition, I had to have a little something extra that they didn't have. And being an herbalist was like a surefire way for me to do that. Luckily, it turned into a passion right. and something that I love to do. I think honestly, otherwise I might have been a scammer too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think with your skill set and just how you approach the herbalist field, I think you kind of have a, a corner on the market because I don't see a lot of. Um, I think I could count on one hand how many other tea companies. Uh, uh, no two. Mm, urban tea companies Two, I think I knew three excluding mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. but they don't I haven't seen them be in depth with their brewing process they don't show how their tea is made mm-hmm. it's just hey it's a nice box with a fancy package here for $25 you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so I think what you're doing and just the the uh, behind the scenes aspect of it of you show your audience look I'm doing this like I didn't know what an edelberry was until <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs> let me tell y'all how real she is right so I was watching these in the uh, IG story one day and I saw her post a bottle of Everclear <laughs> and I was scared shitless because if you're familiar with Everclear Ever- it clears you forever <laughs> Everclear is maybe a top 15 killer of the black community so, Almost got me a few times. So, <laughs> I didn't know that. It was college. So I, I, I need you to explain to the good people of what the fuck you were doing Everclear. And how did you make it work? Because I so was so first I was of terrified. all, I didn't expect it to go like that. Like I posted it, and you were like one of several people who wrote me. Were like, "Don't drink that." Yeah, because that shit is what dangerous. What are you doing with that? Why do you have that? What's that doing on this page? <laughs> And I'm just like, whoa, you know, this isn't even my first time using Elderberry. I mean, using Everclear, like y'all are wilding out. Like, it's nothing. Relax. Man, that shit's um, I, I use it to make a tincture. And a tincture is a highly concentrated extraction of herbs. Um, so you set the herbs inside of usually high-proof vodka or something like um, brandy or Everclear, depending on what herb you're using. You'll use a certain alcohol. Um, you can also use water and vinegar, but it won't be as strong. Um, but anyway, so I said that, you know, and that's how I made my elderberry tincture. Um, I just let the elderberries sit in the Everclear for like seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I strain it and I take it every single day. Um, it is how I keep my immune system up. I was flying last week, so I, I was on like that little plane, a little right. germ incubator. And I had not been taking my elderberry tincture like I should. And they yeah. got me. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was my fault. I wasn't even using my own medicine. This and time you can get high on your own supply when you're an herbalist. You can actually do that. See, and <laughs> see, I think that goes back to your point of the disconnect being there because I don't know. I haven't heard of Edelberry used in that sense since you introduced it to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Is that do you find that a lot that a lot of people don't know what some of the herbs that you use and its benefits like is that a yeah. common thing most people don't know 
Um, but what's crazy is that if you go to Whole Foods or I don't know if what you guys have up here, we have like Mom's Organic Market or Yes Market. They're like organic market stores that you can buy groceries at. They have elderberry cough drops, elderberry cough syrup that you can buy on the shelf like you would buy NyQuil or DayQuil or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was where I speak to that elitism of herbalism because you have to make a certain amount of money to go into those stores and buy those things. I mean, elderberry cough syrup is like $25. That's not cheap. Um, Hell no. (laughs) And the cough drops will be like 20. Um, Wait, for a cough drop? Well, you get like a bag of maybe 20. Jesus Christ. That's (laughs) Um, still a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but but it's it's available, you know, but yeah, I, at that level, like a bag of Ricola, I don't go for that. <laughs> no, Ricola is like seven dollars tops. It's, but it's free if you get it out of your grandmother's purse. That too. Oh but, no, don't get it. But see, but see, she like, I, like up here, um, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. See, this is how bad of a host I am. Naya's from Maryland, mm-hmm. so you know they have a whole different set of stores and things. Like we have, like we have a Trader Joe's. Okay, we have, we have Trader Joe's. We have um, Whole Foods up here. But, again, like you were saying, with the, the disconnect, a lot of people don't shop at those stores because... It's expensive. Basically. It's very expensive. So, the general public, like, as you can see, we in the hood. So, this this specific demographic is not readily searching for edelberries. Right, right. They're going to go get, you know... Some Advil PM or whatever, and some Tussin, and some Tussin or whatever. <laughs> and even all the Tussin's kind of watered down now since yeah they didn't want to put it behind the counter. You know they wanted to leave it as an over-the-counter medicine that you could get right. easy peasy, and it's not as strong or as effective as it used to be because people was using it to make methamphetamines and all that jazz. So, so the people suffer kind of, you know. So. See, now this is making me think about how shitty the pharmaceutical companies are. <laughs> well, leaving. No, I know, I know. Like, I understand how, how, like, okay, boom. So, like, I try to get, like, my grandmother has lupus, right? Mm. So, I try to get her to um, do a more natural remedy of, you know, a lot of tea, a lot of, um, I guess, cutting carbs out of her diet and mm. just trying to eat more like clean eating I guess that's the proper term for it and I have to t- I have to take her or if I don't take her she goes to like some of the high end stores mm-hmm. she'll go to the Trader Joe's the Whole Foods and things like that but like we've been saying it's expensive so she'll go in there buy two items and they're $60 <laughs> so I think I think I think my question I was getting to is with you creating this much needed, I guess I'm always the word I'm looking for, this much needed tool in our community, how important is it for you to make sure that it's as widespread as, as you can be? Because I, I know the overall goal that you're trying to reach, but I don't know if our community understands how important it is that you're doing what you're doing? Uh, part of me doesn't want to make it seem important. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want people to love the tea and then get the benefits afterwards. My goal is simply to show that it is something that we can do. Right. And maybe the next person will come behind me and pick it up and make it 
some great and important things. Right. Um, that's a lot of pressure to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want people to ever feel like herbalism is them changing anything. You know, that's my main goal. I just want you to know you can do what you've been doing mm-hmm. and just add this extra thing in it and see what you can get from it. It can be a tea. It can also be cooking with garlic or using more parsley. Well, less parsley because black people go crazy with the parsley. No, nah, I hear you, but that's what you see. That's <laughs> like our seasoning. <laughs> but you know, that's funny too. Because you know, too much parsley can cause anemia. I mean, I'm anemic, so I, oh yeah. man, no, you don't. You know parsley. <laughs> see, I like my seasoning. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's funny because not really funny, but that's interesting because the holistic lifestyle from what I've seen is presented to our community as this out of reach thing where Mm. you gotta go through a whole transformation to even be considered holistic um what what is the what are some of your like techniques to get people to understand that you can just do this without feeling like you gotta go Mm -hmm. meditate for six hours before you move like Holistic. Well, the first thing I want people to know is that holistic just means true to you. Right. It's not something that somebody else makes. You know, for someone, a holistic lifestyle can be living minimalist and everything's white. For you, um, being a minimalist, I mean, being holistic might just mean making sure you leave work on time. Right. <laughs> for a change, after you've been maybe working late several days or something like that, you know. Holistic, a holistic lifestyle is not one prescribed thing. And so that's the first hurdle that I usually have to get over with a client. Mm-hmm. Just let them know, you know, what you're doing is fine. Let's figure out what we can do to make this life, whatever is balanced for you, is a holistic lifestyle. Wow. I had one woman say to me, I just want you to make me a tea with valerian root so I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't work like that. We got to figure out why you're not going to sleep. That's what this is about. You might not even need valerian root. You might need to remove a stressor from your life. That's like what doctors do to that. kids with... Uh... Adderall and all this other uh, shit. You know, they just resort to the quick fix. Mm-hmm. Just put them on a pill. It's kind of sounds like that. Do you do you personalize each tea for every client? No, you can't work with me um, on a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. I do have some clients that I see like that. Um, and like I said, you know, that's the biggest hurdle is getting people to see that herbs aren't drugs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might not need herbs at all. So some people I work with, I don't even end up charging them because they don't need anything from me what you need to do is go to bed on time you need to tell your husband to step up and take care of the kids a few more hours so you can rest (laughs) you don't need medicine you need to maybe maybe you do need maybe you need herbs to help you vocalize Mm -hmm. some women are some people have trouble vocalizing what's going on with them some people can't speak it Mm -hmm. um which could come from trauma from other ways um but i sometimes have to tell people just Sometimes you're asking herbs to do something that they can't do. People are like, oh, can you give me a tea to help me lose weight? I could. <laughs> or you could drink water and go exercise. So you you really like act like a doctor low-key because you come in, because you have your clients <laughs> that's come what, in. That's what she is. She's a doctor. Well, no, not at Through all. Herbs. I got herbs. Where's the tap, tap, tap? I got to clarify that. I'm not a medical doctor at all. Okay. No, no, no. no. We're not no. saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm very just... different from a doctor in the sense that I don't diagnose mm-hmm. anything. Right. I don't claim to cure anything. But you got either, an understanding but... of the anatomy um, in a very some, decent in way. More, in a holistic way. In a holistic right? way, which because is good. what I'm talking so. about is a balance of your life. Right, right. 
just consistently. And a lot of people don't realize that even a slightest imbalance is something that can throw you into um, any sort of thing. You know, it could be throw you into overeating mm-hmm. and throw you into um, not able to be focused, maybe like a discipline, um, anger issues. It all stems from a lack of balance within the body. And sometimes it's easy as, you know, maybe you should do this or you should do that. Sometimes you do require herbs. Some people do. Right. Um, but I can't give you herbs. can't give you an herbal tea to drink. You're just stressed all the time. Like, we got to figure out how we're going to remove the stressors. That's just not how herbs work. So maybe you're like an advisor. Yeah, I'll take that. that yeah, that's not, that that. Seems more and sometimes people only need to hear it. Sometimes people already know what they need to do. They need somebody else to say it to them. And so that's what I can be. I can be like the good angel on your shoulder. Now, I, I, <laughs> now another uh, aspect that I'm very much a fan of from Ivy's Tea Code, you infuse, you use a lot of hip-hop references mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in your tea. I'm currently drinking one of her, pardon me, one of her uh, signature pusher tea. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, so I think it was this around the time the Drake shit happened, right? Um, it happened that same day. And you got right, right to cook into it. <laughs> First, so there's um the guy a guy named Jason who owns Cards for the Culture. They do like the Martin trivia and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so we're fairly close. And Jason's always like, oh, you need to take advantage of pop culture events. You need to make tea for them. And I was like, yeah, you know that makes sense. <laughs> and then the Drake and Pusha T thing happened and he DM'd me. He was like, it would be a great day to get some Pusha T. Ah, boom. There and so is, I was right like, there. okay, I already had the tea made. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know when I would release it or what I would call it or anything like that. So I took pictures and posted it online. Yeah, that shit went crazy. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I said, yeah, let me get some. Because that's, that's too, <laughs> that was too on the nose. That was too timely. Yeah. To not pass. excellent marketing. Thank you. Thank excellent. You. Top top A. Very <laughs> very top good. Top right, right on top. I tell people that was an excellent executive Takes a village to raise a business. <laughs> now, um, what do you have other? Actually, I didn't even look. I'm, um, you might have. Do you have other teas with hip hop names or things like that? Yeah, I have three stacks. Um. Which releases in May during Andre 3000's birthday week, a uh, birthday month, excuse me. I don't even really like Andre 3000. <laughs> I actually um, think he's completely overrated. Wow. But whoa. I had. Great. Pause for the calls. <laughs> Listen. You can edit that out if you're going to yell at me. <laughs> I'm not going to yell. I just need to understand your thinking behind Andre 3000's being overrated, and then we're going to get right back into the. Because that kind of just threw me um, There's just some image things that I just think are like. The blonde wig. Well, he was pushing the, it was I just, guess, quote-unquote, free masculinity like it, thing. I don't know. It That's just, not what I got from it. I got a little placating to um, whiteness ooh. and a little bit of a mockery of manhood and a little bit of a mockery of hip-hop. A little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. I don't know. It's right up there with CeeLo Green and the wedding dress. Just just a little bit. It all just looks funny to you. CeeLo Green was wild. But sometimes... is true. Sometimes it doesn't look funny, right? Sometimes I can tell when they're pushing boundaries. Like, I feel like Young Thug is pushing boundaries. I didn't feel like CeeLo was trying to do that. You think he was just like like a publicity thing? Yeah. All right, but okay. Because he's too bright to have done that just... Okay, so outside of the appearance... Musically, you still feel like Andre's overrated? 
mm-hmm. just his ability outside of his you know what he wears and all that shit um I mean out of the group I felt like he was the weaker of the two I felt like Big Boy was a stronger artist yo um but that's really how I compared him in, in that regard I understand that there's a lot there's a lot of people who I, I you might lose some company you might lose some customers so I don't know no you. but I think her, her opinion is important no I mean yeah it's, I'm, I, it's I, just my, it's my unpopular opinion I know that it's unpopular we really I mean, <coughs> now I'll so what do you eat oh, when you go to the carryout? They just give you wings. You go say what? The say carryout. what now? The what? The carryout. Okay, now we're oh, back. We just had to. We just had to punch in. But, <laughs> <laughs> but outside of your um, three slacks slander, um, uh-huh. what other um, opinions? Not even opinions. What other flavors you had? Because now I'm scared to ask what other hot take opinions you have about hip hop. I had Chun um which I came out. Um, oh, with for Nicki okay. Minaj, which was um, the tea is a really good flavor. Um, she really fucked up my marketing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's not funny, funny, but it's funny. Hell. No, it's funny. I mean, like, oh my album's coming up on Friday. No, it's coming up next Friday. I'm like, just do you I'm just doing. And then she's like, oh, album comes at 12 p.m. today. It's like. Damn. It just goes to show just how shitty her rollout was, but that's neither here nor there. This is this is that's when true. um and that's what I get as well. I'm not necessarily a Nikki fan, mm-hmm. um so it was a little bit of a ha 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 ha. Yeah right. Do you do you want to take some time to slander her now too? Because I feel like that's no, I true. wouldn't slander Nicki Minaj. You sure? <laughs> I, I think there are levels. I think, she's an island girl, like my family. Like I can't. Okay, so shout out to the West Indian loyalty in the building. She's done some strange things to her body, but you gotta get the bag. It's always for the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what? um, That's what people will do for the bag that's scary sometimes. Yes. Man. Man, man, man. Okay, I'm trying to stay positive because I I almost (laughs) said something slanderous, but with. With your love for hip hop and Mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. unpopular hot takes, do you. are you sticking with the just for hip hop as far as pop culture, or are you just you are you trying to encompass all of pop culture references that are kind of like hot at the moment? Um, you know, sometimes I'm torn. Mm-hmm. You know, I had um, a business advisor say to me one day, um, "Do you want white people to buy your tea?" Do you? I said, "Well, yeah, they do." What do you mean? He was like, like, (laughs) what kind of white people? Because when I go to your website, I was a white person. I wouldn't buy anything. And I feel like a lot of people will tell you not to niche down. People will tell you to kind of, you know, just try to be a little bit of everything for everybody. But niche businesses are really making a lot of money. Um, you can't be everything to everybody. That's true. So if you kind of drill down and decide what you want to do, then you'll go with it. Um, I do use pop culture references sometimes, but that's mostly in like social media posts, a lot of the engagement, mm-hmm. showcasing who I am as an individual because people can buy tea from anywhere. They right. want to know who I am and if cater, they like me, cater they to what buy you tea. do. Yeah. Right. So that's where a lot of the pop culture is. Um, but using hip hop as a vehicle for herbalism or herbal tea is something that I fully intend to stick with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just believe in the power of hip hop to educate. That's a fact. And so I'm using it in this avenue. I don't think I should change. And I, 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 don't I do have white white customers. That, but oftentimes they're radicalized white women. Um, like Wait. Black Lives Matter in the bio. Down with the man. I, don't, I, don't, I hate I don't, the patriarchy. I don't trust those Burn my bra. I don't trust those like, and it's crazy because I don't feel like the marketing speaks to them. But they'll be like, oh, you know. You know what? It doesn't Let's matter. Just, I love the we, tea and the, I love what you're doing. That, so. That's that's a we just gonna stay there real, also, quick. real quick. Real quick. Real quick. I think um I don't trust those type of white women. Let me, let me <laughs> explain why. Don't disrespect my customers. They gonna listen no, to this podcast. No, no, I'm not disrespecting. I'm not disrespecting. They're gonna subscribe on I, iTunes and leave you a five star rating. Hear me out. Listen, <laughs> you will still slander them. To I'm not slander. I'm just a little curious about their motives when mm. they do things like that. Because, like you said, they're super radicalized. They're very. To me, it always seems like they're overcompensating, mm. trying to make up for whatever. To, like atone for the sins of their they race should. or something, but it just it always seems weird to me. Like they they go out they go out of their way to prove that they're quote unquote down. It well, just it's you always feel like that, but I feel like there are um, a good, not, you know people who do that as well. Oftentimes, biracial people, um, very light skinned people sometimes do that. You know, so we can't judge white people for doing that I, at least they're doing a, trying to do good work i appreciate the the gesture but it all it always looks funny to me always again always looks as we've been asking since inception what do you want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't mind the allies because we need allies because this fight is but you want allies no i listen i'm not i'm not so you wouldn't say they're allies I, well, you, I didn't like, say that. Like I didn't say that. Turn on you or something. You no, I didn't say oh, that okay. at all. It's just their their gestures are peculiar to me. <laughs> it just always looks like I don't know. I'm just always a little suspicious of people like that. Like white people with dreads. I'm just like I don't know, beloved. Like, you better, that's Jesus. You better show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus had my hair. I don't know. What the fuck? That other shit is. Back to the point about um, your marketing and who your demographic is. We've seen time and time again where we, you know, black, anything pertaining to black or brown culture is always like, oh, well, they won't, they may not want it. And commonly what ends up happening is that they, they come in droves. It's almost like mm-hmm. when when there's the suggestion of exclusivity, then all of a sudden it's a, a desire to be included, mm-hmm. which then drives them to the 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 center or whatever they feel like they're being excluded from. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that it's uh, oh, who do you want white people to buy your product? Because ultimately they're going to buy. They're probably going to buy your product anyway, just because they they even get the sniff that they may be excluded which <laughs> is not your intention yo, your intention right, is right. not to exclude your intention right. you are being inclusive but in your inclusivity you are kind of you're drawing from your own yes. from your own experiences I, I, as an american i yes. realize that's a fire selling tool because you're absolutely right a buddy like when black entrepreneurs black business owners present something that is exclusively black owned mm-hmm. the first people to buy it are usually white people mm. 
And I think it's like what you were saying, A Boogie, because they feel like, oh shit, this is not for us. What is what's going on here? They need mm-hmm. to know what's happening inside the club. And they want it. They want it more. It's almost like, and I hate, I don't want to, I'm not, and it's not a comparison to what you, you're doing, which I just bought. <laughs> Support just go ahead. Support <laughs> support My PayPal gave business. me strong, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like dangerous. Like mm. the kind of you know, like when when you're told it's like when your mother tells you not to do something, mm-hmm. and you're gonna do it anyway because mm-hmm. now you feel bad. <laughs> it's almost like oh, I'm gonna go and support this black business, even though they're saying they, you know, they're, they're acting like it's not for me. It's like, mm. it's the thrill of, like I said, the thrill of exclusivity. Yeah. But I feel like, and I think we do it too. I think it's a reverse too. Like whenever we feel oh, like, yeah. whenever we feel like we're excluded, that's when we want it more. It's like a, it's like a drug. Mm. That's actually a good point. I had not even, I hadn't considered it that way. I just felt like the product was automatically inclusive because it was hip-hop. And I just feel like hip-hop is inclusive. I mean, in hip-hop, we took the worst of the worst. I mean, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the comparisons to rock music are just so clear. You can find the worst of the worst, making music, being loved, being accepted, getting lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I just felt like I, I'm choosing a genre that's inclusive of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so automatically they'll feel like they can relate to the product. In addition to the fact that hip hop drives everything in this world, um, I didn't see a reason for T to be any different. But I just automatically felt like, you know, here. And the reason why I use black and brown people in my advertising is because they're not in any other T advertising. So fair. You know, it's it's not me choosing. Oh, I just don't feel like having Rachel in it today. <laughs> it's just like no one else is gonna do it if I don't. So. I wasn't trying to exclude anyone. I was trying to do the exact opposite. White people, you're welcome. This is what it is. <laughs> do you oh, find because you're <laughs> because you're because there aren't that many um, other tea black on tea brands that there are a lot of people who are now reaching out to you to try to become um, part of that or do you see that it's still like a you know thank you I'm good I'm gonna just buy from you. Some people want to be a part. Um, there's a an aspect, there's a lot of people who do not like the hip-hop aspect of the tea. Hmm. Um, a lot of black people who don't. There's a lot of all, this is um, a self-care practice, and I need to see your tea pictured by a plant, and where are the crystals? So we're elitist in <laughs> our own community. Um, Where's that? Why, do, why don't you play Erica Badu? Like, you know, there's, there's just a... Um, there is an aspect of tea that is like that. That's okay. very like, oh, let's be peaceful. Whereas my brand is kind of turning it on on its head, you know. But I'm not that person, you know. When I'm angry, I don't listen to Jill Scott. I don't listen to Jill Scott when I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a fine, fine vocalist. I just have... That's not If you me. give me her or Migos, I'm sorry, but I'm choosing Quavo. I just... <laughs> it's not even an argument. I'm with it. So I'm when, and when it. I'm angry... I would listen to Waka Flocka. I'm not listening to... I don't need Let Us See to cool me down. I need to turn up and it'll pass and that's just what it is. Hmm. And I felt like there had to be people who could relate to that. And there, there's a community of black self-care activists who are very much so offended by the work that I do. And I've like pitched to them, hey, you're coming to D.C. You're doing like a journaling thing. Like, can I come? They don't choose me. They choose my competitor, who I know. 
um, which is fine. I mean, it's you, just you, that market. That's a good segue because you said um, entrepreneurs. Um, you said something that was very, very fire to me. And um, it made me think about what we do here differently. Mm. You said you use your company, your entrepreneurship as a form of activism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that was like some of the most fire shit I've heard because I didn't think about entrepreneurship as a as in that in that manner. Mm. What how did you get that fire idea? Because that shit <laughs> got a, that that made me think differently about everything, honestly. Well, I grew up um I grew up in PG County, Maryland. Okay. Shout out to um, Maryland. <laughs> And um, a lot of the black people in that area, black PG County, I don't know if it still is, but when I was growing up, it was the most affluent black county in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of money. I knew a lot of black people who had top of the line Mercedes Benzes. I knew what it's like to go to a school and it was just fine. Like there was no problems, <laughs> nobody searched me. Um, like I was just around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got older, I decided to get my own place and I moved to DC. <coughs> Jesus Christ. That was like the craziest decision I had ever made. I was like a black gentrifier. <laughs> like the neighborhood was like, bitch, please. You think you've been a gentrifier? What? <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, I'm in there. You moved into a black neighborhood and they thought you was a gentrifier? Well, that's Be- what a lot of us are. When we move, a lot of black people move to DC and these beautifully remade condo style apartment buildings and. Paying $1,800 a month for our studio apartments. I mean, you're really no different than the white people who do the same thing. Mm. Right? Like, we're there and we take advantage of That's the right. Whole Foods. We feel safer. We now have a dog. <laughs> you know, like, we we, we, we wow. kind of play into that. Um, I don't know. It's not... It might not be conscientious for the for white people, but and I but I know that black people aren't doing it actively. No, not at all. <laughs> I wasn't doing it actively. I just wanted to... See what it was like to live in the city. Mm-hmm. And so I moved into this neighborhood. My neighbor's Abraham upstairs. He used to beat his wife. It was the worst, poor, the most poorly made building ever in life. Every mm-hmm. time they yelled and cussed, I think they spoke Arabic. I don't know what it was. They would be going off for hours, okay? <laughs> the lady down beneath me, oh God, she had at least six kids. I mean, at least. I remember feeling so bad for her oldest son. I'm like, he doesn't know what it's like to have privacy or quiet. Like, I know what that's like. Like, he just doesn't have that, that experience. Mm-hmm. And I would have friends that I would invite over. Now, my friends work for the government. Grade 11s, 12s, 13s. They're making a whole lot of money. But when they buy place, when they would buy apartments and get condos and buy homes, they always went to the suburbs, to the nice area. Mm-hmm. I would be like, you know, well, why don't you come to D.C.? Oh, no, I can't do that. And what I realized was, is that it was like that Chris Rock joke about black people and niggas <laughs> and how black people don't like niggas. Right, right. <clears throat> and I was there essentially living with the niggas, right. the ones that even black people didn't want to be around. But what I realized is that it was an interesting dynamic. You know, it's interesting. You can easily watch Ferguson happening on TV. Mm-hmm. If you don't live in a community like Ferguson, you kind of approach it differently. And I realized that my friends felt a lot differently about being an activist and going down to marches and protesting police violence. They were all for that, but they would not live in the neighborhoods where the people were actually dealing with that problem on a day-to-day basis. So they they wanted to be close, but not too close. Not too close. And I realized... Beyond people, man. 
Sometimes it's not accidental. It's, 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 it's not accidental, and it's not a stupid choice to decide. I'm not living with that. I don't have to. I won't. That's a wise decision, by all means. And if you don't have the financial wherewithal to actually be like, oh, I'm gonna do it for a little while. I mean, it's still expensive to live in these bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. In DC, it's it's very expensive. Right. Eighteen hundred dollars for a studio apartment in Northeast DC. Bags. They charge you for plastic bags. Your view is the CVS. What? Um, and if, like, it, it's just, it's not, it, it's it's a lot of money. So I understand my friends who would stay in Maryland and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But being in that community, I realized that there was a lot of disadvantage mm-hmm. that they had. And I could look from that position because I had come from an affluent community. I knew what it's like. Mm-hmm. And once I had my fill, I was able to leave and I've gone to a community that's even better. Mm-hmm. It's quieter. It's much cleaner. Like, it was actually culture shock when I got to my new neighborhood. I was like, damn, people put their trash in the trash can. <laughs> they don't leave it outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, whoa. I had gotten so used to how things were. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I'm going to start a business. What good is it? To simply profit from the community and not give back to it. Mm. Like, who do I think I am? Chinese? I can't do that. Like, I have to live in the community and give back. I can't be mm-hmm. like some foreigner who just takes from the people and never gives back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, okay, I want to break in more. That means I have to make jobs for people. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to employ people. I have to make programs where maybe I can send them to college. Maybe I can help them open their own IBC company location. It's bigger than me. I have a little bit of a vision. But who knows who along the path I'll find who'll make it even bigger. And I realized that if I was going to do this, and I was going to be serious about making money, and I was going to be serious about marketing to black people and taking black people's money, mm-hmm. then I needed to be serious about reinvesting in the community. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be like everybody else who had come before me. I'm not Diddy. I can't just right. sign you to a label, <laughs> give you a single, and then put you on the shelf and just be like, hey, see you at McDonald's tomorrow. You know, like, I couldn't do that. That's that's. Sensible. <laughs> I owe it. I that's, owe it to people. That sense of responsibility to your community is rare. With entrepreneurs, though, like a lot of well, you gotta understand that a lot of black entrepreneurs don't have a problem with capitalism. This is also true, they just don't have enough money. Mm. <laughs> if you had enough money, they'd be a capitalist. They ain't got enough too. capital, they to don't get have enough capital. capitalism. But once they get it, they won't change the system. And it's not, I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being like that, I think that there's a problem with the system. But everyone's not obligated to feel how I do. I mean, some people are aren't, are into it just to, for the monetary gain. They don't. They that sense of duty towards your community is just not apparent at all with some entrepreneurs. And I think you trying you bringing that sense of responsibility to your work is, like I said, is rare, man. That shit is rare. as well oh of course um it's a lot of sacrifice it's a lot of sacrifice um i put everything that i'm making back into my business people always ask me what's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur i tell them it's lonely that's pretty much it i don't talk to anybody don't hang with anybody don't date anybody i put everything into my business because i believe it will work because i believe it's necessary because i have a big vision for it um, and so that means that money is tight all the time. Mm-hmm. 
But it means that also I have to have the mindset, you know, that money is coming and money money is going. So yes, it is costly. Um, the business is not even two years old yet, but I do have philanthropy five days where I give a portion of the sales, usually to a nonprofit that will help with um, ending money bail and mass incarceration. I believe it's one of the major hurdles that the black community must get over if we are going to see any sort of equality, any sort of liberation for ourselves. We have to overcome that. And that's something that I'm just extremely passionate about on a personal level. Um, that is. And so is it, it's not always money that I can give. That's, that's But I believe that, that the work that these nonprofit organizations do to end money bail is just so pivotal. Mm -hmm. We have to reunite families. There's too many black and brown bodies in prison for, no, for nonviolent crimes. It's true. Never to see the light of day again. And it, it really hurts me. I've never been to jail. I don't have family who's been to jail. I have family that's been deported. <laughs> um, mm. You know, they, they don't, they just skip jail. Um, but <laughs> my sister is a teacher and she talks about, like one time she was telling me about a kid in her class who was like crying, had a rough day. They saw their father get arrested like, the night before. Mm -hmm. And the other kids were like consoling this child saying, you know, my daddy's in jail. My uncle's in jail. My mommy's in jail. I just feel like it's just so problematic because it's non-violent crime. And frequent. And so often that there's like a, a, a counseling group amongst kindergartners about imprisonment of family members. And, and the trauma. trauma. And the trauma, the long-term effects. It doesn't go away. It, trauma is energy. Energy doesn't die. Yeah, I know um, way too many young kids and like, you know, unlike you, I have multiple family members who have been incarcerated or or are currently incarcerated so i completely understand that viewpoint um it's it's like i keep i keep coming back to the point of the rare the rarity of what you're doing because you know i think we're at this point in our community where everyone's trying to figure out how they can help some of us so some of us yeah i'll say some of us and we're not um I don't think we're exploring those other avenues as forms of activism. I think people are trying to get, like you said, and it's completely fair, but I think more, not more, the majority of black entrepreneurs that I see are just like, I'm trying to quit my job, so buy this shirt for me. So I, I, could, I, I can't commend you enough for what you're doing because you know we need all hands on deck. We, we preach that here every single week but even if you're not out on the streets marching or making signs or however you know creating a company like Ivy's Tico is it's big man it's big man You know, capitalism over everything, so niggas don't really care about how well, much. Well, listen, if Lipton come through with the bag, the story may change. So <laughs> don't give me too much. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm, not above, I'm not above robbery. No, you, listen, it's all about the and bag. I, I, listen, I really want to see Grease. Right. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, I, 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 you can't you can't help without the I'm capital. Mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Everybody needs the bag. No, but no, no, like no bullshit. That really made um 
I think I said this on the show before that I feel like what we do here is kind of like a form of activism. We try to give um, amongst the organic banter. Um, we try to give as much information as we can to the people so they at least leave with you know learning something that they might not have known before they listen. So that made me think about, you know, well, I, I try to be responsible with my word. I say some slanderous shit sometimes, but I'm human. You know, niggas say wild shit sometimes. But yeah, that it, it really made me think of, you know, made me think twice about the role that black entrepreneurship plays into pulling each other up, helping our community, making sure we're all financially sound. Because, you know, you were saying that you grew up in a affluent black neighborhood. I didn't that is not my experience at all. So I think my I think my outlook on life would be different if I saw more of that. Like if I saw more black people who had money instead of chasing the idea of this white dude on Wall Street who has a bunch of money and me thinking that's where I need to go. If I saw people who look like me, if kids saw people who look like them that were successful, it would inspire them to, you know, choose make make wiser decisions because yeah. I think we need to expand our our life paths outside of music and sports like there's more we can do you feel me like yeah. maybe all... I think it's coming <laughs> I, no I, I, I have faith that it's coming and I also think that that's that was an ease that was an outlet that was already being monetized by the other so mm. it was an easy way for us to get the bag no, so now we're to what we're talking about is accessibility right. that's what the next step is mm-hmm. being having the tools and the access to engage other arenas of success whether it's you know sciences like stem or right. otherwise mm-hmm. but because we have to be very careful when we start knocking which is what we see. We see a lot of the, oh, we're not only athletes and musicians. Well, that was those were the first things that we, the first amount of visibility or first visions of success for us. No, so no. now what we're talking about is, again, access to other avenues and other visions and other images of success. Right, well, don't, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Like, I, I you know, support you know all the people who are gifted because you know some of you niggas are tall y'all need to dunk a ball sometimes like <laughs> oh my god like, crazy. oh my god you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> See, but it's, it's me right it's just it's just like you know if that's what, what if that's the gift that god has bestowed on you if you can write rhymes good or you can play music good you should pursue that it's just i think my thing is that i try to promote is like we can be more we have options no we have op- that's thank we you. have options we have options yeah. we need more black dentists we need more black herbalists we need more black everything mm-hmm. so you know I think. but those I think, other things also are glamorous so we also have to yeah true we like that <laughs> shit we do yeah. like that shit just gotta because find we that balance didn't, we didn't have nice stuff yeah, yeah, oh, I mean again gotta be careful <laughs> because everything comes from somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our mentality comes from somewhere mm-hmm. this is true so this is true, but you know, let's be cognizant as we're progressing. Let's not knock. Yeah, progress, progressing, progress, words. progression, progression means <laughs> uh, open, do, more doors opening. But um, or knocking those motherfuckers down. I'm trying to stop cursing. Stop knocking them motherfuckers down. Now, the the very um, I have a very serious question for you, Nay. Um, oh Lord, what's your beef with bag tea? <laughs> now listen, before I. 
you know, stumbled upon <laughs> your company, right? I've been drinking bag tea for years. Mm. You know, I, I don't use uh, Lipton's or any of that shit like that. I mm-hmm. use, um, I'm fake. I can't remember the brand name that I use. Oh, but you I don't u- say Tiavana. Yeah, I use Tiavana oh, sometimes. Oh, that's Starbucks. Uh-oh. Well, whatever. She just emptied the whole clip. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, I use... I use Yogi. I use Yogi brand. I use man, fuck the brands. They're not paying us. I use bag tea sometimes, right? And to my surprise, you slander the fuck out of bag tea every chance you get. <laughs> what is the problem with bag tea? And why should I stop buying it? Um, bag tea just lacks flavor. Mm. Um, uh, it's low quality. Mm. Um, most of the bags are not flex like shit now. Most of the bags aren't even like a cotton. It's like a plastic that's been texturized to mm-hmm. feel like cotton. Um, so you're like got low quality, um, crushed up tea leaves inside of this white plasticky bag, and then you add hot water onto it and you drink it. That just doesn't seem healthy, right? No, it not. So like when, when you, you think about way, what you what you're getting, you know, sometimes they put a little cute saying on the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love is it's laughing. still trash. Um, <laughs> I just encourage people to. So you just stick to bag tea then. Oh lord, it's <laughs> your kind of great. I'm gonna buy, buy you a bunch of bag tea. <laughs> Loose leaf tea is um, usually the full leaf. You can mm-hmm. actually see like, the full tea leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has more flavor. It's actually um, that's Prince George tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better to like financially as well because when you have a full leaf tea you can actually brew it again mm. so you make one cup of tea you can actually set those tea leaves aside come back to them later and then add more water and make a, sec- a second cup of tea um, when you're using like the bag tea it's already crushed up low quality you can mm. only get that one serving out of it so you might not be getting as much bang for your buck um, it's less flavor usually not fair trade right um, it's just not the, it's not the way. Fully loose leaf tea is just better. So 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 hashtag no bag. That's that's the, no bag. No hashtag. And, unless no you're low grade. Unless you're low KJ. Not your business, but no bags. No you one KJ. Chill. I feel like shit now for drinking bag tea all this time. I thought I was doing a good thing. Well, but you didn't know. You didn't know better know. now. You do better. I think my Angelou said that. One of them did. Who? Shout out to whoever. Um, <laughs> At first you didn't know. Now you do. So. Word. But Word. now you have the choice. You can stay. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can continue to do badly. And drink Tiavana and judge me for drinking Starbucks. I mean, well, listen. We here at the Full Stress Establishment are drinking IDT Company exclusively from this point oh, forward. I like we that. to make sure we try to... Uh, Hold him uh, accountable. Um, in battle rap, you would you would get a Don DeMarco. For that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reference. Shout out to Smack. But um, uh, before we get out of here, we just like to talk to our guests about what they're listening to. Mm. So um, you can go first. I want to know what you're listening to because you know, like I always say, I like to know what people listen to because it gives me a gauge of either where they are or where they were coming from. Um, well, right now. Um, the hip hop I'm listening to is Carter Five. Carter Five, the way. Um, yeah, it's all right. I'm trying it's to give it a couple more listens before I just good. take your time. Toss it. It does take a while. It's taking a while. Yeah. It's a long ass album. <laughs> it's yeah. long for us. Like we're not we're not in the era of 20, so, 20 plus songs. Yeah. Anymore. 
I mean, but at the same time, sometimes I just like to sit with an album. Like, I, I listened to 444 for at least eight months straight. I just really enjoyed it. I just don't know that I'll be able to do that with Carter 5. Just too long, but you yeah. know, Carter Five is growing. And some um, of the songs sound a little dated. They do. They do. They do. They do. They do. Some of the yeah, some of the um, the cadence yeah. sounds a little. But you know, shout but, out to Wayne. We're mm-hmm. we're glad mm-hmm. you're back. Um, that's good, man. I, um, you answered all of my questions. I, I I thought I had more, but I think you answered everything. Top three other brands that you you find that you like to support. Um, oh wow. <clears throat> um, I use Garner's Garden. It is um, a black owned, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I get toothpaste, mouthwash, and deodorant from Garner's Garden. Oh, they also okay. sell, like, pet shampoo, skin oils, face cleansers, all sorts of stuff. Um, it's just a really great product, really great shipping. Um, comes fast. It's just great. I actually have my toothpaste and mouthwash on like auto delivery. Mm. I get it every thirty days. I don't even have to think about it. Like, I love it. Um, I am Jennifer Lee. I support her all the time. She's with her with her shoes. I own way too many pair. Um, love her. I just love the brand. Love everything. What's what's the name again? Jennifer Lee. I am Jennifer Lee. Okay, Mm -hmm. check them out. Yes, you got a girlfriend, right? Yeah. You should definitely be buying her shoes from there regularly. I know she knows about it. Regularly. I got to ask because I don't, I don't know what I said. I don't know what else do I buy often? Um, damn. Oh, um, Better Booty Bath Bombs, I think is what it's called. Um, <laughs> she has incredible um, bubble bath, shower gel. Like, I'm really into that sort of a thing. Um, All the smell goods. Well, yeah, but I just like... <laughs> I'm just childish. I just like bubble bath. <laughs> that's not childish. That's self-care. Good, a good bath bomb yeah, will change your life. Cool. That's holistic healing right Yeah, there. yeah. Those are like the three things that I support all the time. Yeah. That's good, man. I, I, look, man, I appreciate you coming, Thank you for coming. out tonight Thank and dropping you. so much wisdom. Um, and dealing with them, we were good. We were good. <laughs> yes, you but, were. You were. But I do appreciate you coming out. Um, like I said, you've been a big supporter of the show, and you know I believe in what you're doing and believe Thank in you. your mission statement. And you know I try to support you as much as I possibly can because you know what you're doing is important so thank you again for coming and her tea's compliment it. fried chicken so you don't have to give all your vices <laughs> no 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 as a matter of fact I'll give you guys a honey that I use on fried chicken hey word see here we go man you're we talking your reflection girl got <laughs> a photo on me but, uh, but uh in the meantime in between time um Follow the show on everything. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. I'm going to leave Spotify alone. You're ruining our bag every time you slide yeah. it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just, you got to work with me. You might need human. those people one day. I know. I know. I'm trying to be better. Just bear with me. Um, so follow the show on IG. <laughs> follow the show on IG. <laughs> follow A Boogie at. Uh, Peacock under pressure. Follow Frankie Meadows at 
Frankie Metals. Hashtag where's Frankie? Hashtag where's Frankie? <laughs> um, follow a Celestial Goddess for your holistic healing. Mm-hmm. And um, and follow the illustrious at Ivy's Tico. I'm not gonna plug your shit. You can plug your shit right now. Oh, oh um, you can. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest at Ivy's Tea Co. Oh, Website is www.ivystea.com. And you can always check our hashtag, hashtag Trap Tea. Word. I'm going to put all the information <laughs> on the bio, in the bio, so y'all can follow her. Please support black businesses. Don't out here supporting the bullshit that's going to kill you anyway. <laughs> um, But, uh, Edelberries for the stress. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's elderberries. Elderberries. See, I don't even know. I just learned that about 45 minutes ago. I don't know what I'm so talking silly. about. <laughs> but yeah, man. See y'all next week. Edelberries. <laughs> Edelberries. Ivy's Tea Co. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest at Ivy's Tea Co. Check us out online at www.ivystea.com.com. <laughs>